within the Kundalini, when you have the opportunity to participate directly with the Kundalini from an emotional standpoint, uh, you're going to be pretty much challenged. It's going to, it's not typically going to be a happy scenario. Um, typically it will be a difficult scenario. A scenario where you'll have to employ levels of forgiveness that you haven't practiced giving before. Okay. Uh, levels of understanding or comprehension that you haven't practiced before. You see, when we when we're challenged in the areas of, of kundalini emotionalism, uh, she doesn't give you a lot of warning with it. Something bad is going to happen to you, and she's going to force you to forgive it. Okay. She's going to force you to forgive it. Or you're going to have to backtrack on the path in some way. You may have to backtrack in order to avoid this challenge that she's placed on your path. And I don't suggest that any of you backtrack. Don't backtrack. Go into this. Figure out how you've got to do this. And then work with it. Let me give you, uh, you know, an example would be, oh, somebody, somebody does something to you that is so devastating to you that you just want to break it all off with them. You just want to break it all off. And is that what you do? Do you break, you know, other than that one thing that's happened, uh, there have been certain challenges that have been coming down the path and all of a sudden it culminated in this one terrible thing. And what do you do? What do you do? How do you get through this? What? What? <laughs> we, we surrender to Kundalini. Well, yeah, we surrender to Kundalini, but when you're when you're hurting or when you're in in severe levels of struggle with whatever it is that's happened to you, it's not so easy. It's not so easy to just oh, I surrendered all to Kundalini, and in in you know we don't really want to do that either. We we actually want to take some responsibility. It's very easy for us to say, oh, it's just the Kundalini. It's just the Kundalini. And, you know, this is, I just have to surrender it all to Kundalini. I don't, you know, I don't have to do any of the work here. In this podcast, I'd like you to understand that you do have to do some of the work here. And this, this extends all the way across the board with from activation to awakening, because these things will come to you in the awakening stage as well. Forgiveness is the liniment, it is the grease, it is the oil that allows people to transcend their human emotions, the guilt, the anger, the rage, the revenge, 
It is forgiveness that allows us to move through these areas, seriously. And it's forgiveness that allows us to transcend our ego. Once again, as I've said uh, a lot of many times here in the program, I don't advise people to kill the ego. We don't kill uh, that which is is a part of us. We just, there's no need to. I mean, it's not the same as trimming your fingernails. <laughs> okay, it's not the same as that. It's it's similar to uh, filing your fingernails. Okay, it's similar to taking good care of the cuticle, taking good care of the entire fingernail in a way that allows it to be healthy and happy uh, without abrogating uh, your transcendence. Say not falling into vanity about your fingernails, not going to the fingernail shop and having these wild designs put on your fingernails. Not that that's bad. It's not a bad thing. That's a, a part of self-expression. But you don't want to get too wrapped up into it either. And Ian asks, how to forgive if some aspect within just won't? My experience is that it can happen when it is realized there is nothing to forgive. Well, you know, not not, not so much. Let's just say, Ian, that you go out and you you hit somebody because you got angry at them. How is there nothing to forgive with that? Where somebody hits you, how is there nothing to forgive? Where does personal responsibility start and end this? If you're the one doing the hitting, then you have to forgive yourself. If you're the one that's being hit, then you're going to have to forgive the one who, who hit you. This is how it works, typically. We all carry levels of fault within us. We all carry levels of guilt that we have to work on that allow us to move forward in our process. And the scenario is, if somebody does something to you, what's your first response? Well, for many of you, even with the Kundalini, it's going to be revenge. You hit me, therefore I'm going to hit you. That's, that's the first level that it's going to fall to. And then it's going to fall to, well, how can I punish you for hitting me uh, without hitting you back? So that's the second level that it's going to reach to. Everybody understand what I'm saying? I see Radu has a thumbs up. Anybody else have a thumbs up? Mm -hmm. It's it's hard to tell. Um, I'm running this uh, Zoom off of my phone right now. So maybe that's why the internet's so bad this time. But I guess you can all hear it then. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear it. I don't want to just talk to the air here. 
I don't mind talking to the air. Don't get me wrong. Me and the air have a have a pretty good friendship. I go way back with the air. But um, yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Ah. Okay. Very good. Thank you, everyone. So we really have to work this process. You can't just say, "Oh yeah, I'm activated with the Kundalini." I forgive everybody. And then when somebody hits you, you want to strangle them. <laughs> you want to strangle them. You say, hey, wait a minute, you know, you've got to take a step back and you've got to you've got to wonder why this test has come to you at all. The more I interact with Kundalini people, the more I realize that a lot of these basic emotions are not being studied. Okay. They're not put into practice. Jealousy, anger, revenge. Most of you are not controlling these areas. And you're coasting. You're coasting, <clears throat> coasting on the Kundalini. Uh, to, to keep things peaceful, to keep things serene. You're coasting on the kundalini to keep things manageable for you without bringing in some sort of a, of a challenge that will really force you to do this work. Okay. I want to suggest that you do this work all the time. You don't wait for the challenge. Your spouse does something you don't like. Uh, somebody cuts you off on the motorway or the freeway. Um, somebody does something to you that immediately irritates you and causes you to want to respond in a certain way. And I want you to catch yourself here. Start walking this talk in your daily existence. You understand? Start walking this talk in your daily existence. And with the Kundalini, I understand that everything is amplified. So when you're angry and you have Kundalini activated, well, you're really angry. It's not just uh, a minor thing. It can be furious. You know, you have uh, what what another person without the kundalini would have anger. Well, you have fury for almost the same infraction, for almost the same event. And you've got to start walking this talk. And I don't want you to coast through kundalini with this i don't want you to do that i don't i you know i think it's important for you to be challenged the only time you're really going to make any progress is through being challenged what do they say no pain no gain right so you got to have some some pain in order to walk this talk you've got to have some pain If you're not used to having entities, then she's going to bring you entities to challenge you. Okay. 
If you're not used to controlling your emotions, well, then she's going to bring emotional conflict in order to challenge you. And it's not going to be Kristen who's standing over or anybody else who's standing over you going, oh, you didn't, you didn't respond right. It's going to be yourself. You're going to watch yourself respond within certain ways that are inappropriate because we all make these mistakes. You're going to watch yourself respond inappropriately to a client. You know, somebody comes over to you for healing and, you know, they do something that is inappropriate or not expected by you. And all of a sudden, you know, you have this attitude towards them. And we all have these attitudes. But I'm asking you to make the step. Take the step towards an enlightened response, shall we say. An enlightened response using forgiveness as that medium. Use forgiveness as the medium. you have any questions about this? Anything that comes to you? We're open on the Zoom over here, to, or on the chat room here, so I've got the chat room up. Alan says, I finally conquered the road rage. Well, there you go. And believe it or not, <laughs> road rage is a big deal, certainly here in the United States. Somebody cuts you off or somebody puts your life at risk because they don't know how to drive or they're too busy putting their makeup on or brushing their teeth when they're driving or eating or, you know, playing around with somebody in the car or, you know, playing with the radio. They're not watching the roadway. And they almost cause you to have serious injury, like a head-on collision. And you just want to go and, and capture that person and let them know how you feel. <laughs> okay? Boom! As as, uh, as Alan mentioned, he says, I finally conquered the road rage. Well, I don't know, Alan. I mean, how badly have you been tested with it? See, that's what you got to look at. How badly have you been tested with it? And and if you can say you conquered the road rage, um, I'm going to suggest there's still more to go with it. But I like your attitude. I like the fact that you're even working on it at all. How many of you have had a spouse hit you? Let me see a, 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 a raising hands here. Hit you in anger. <laughs> Ouch, Chris. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see. I don't see any residual scars, Chris. It, it so was my. It was my ex-Romanian vampire. <laughs> <laughs> she was a vampire. Okay. <laughs> she came from Romania. <laughs> Well, those Romanians, right? We have a Raduz here. He's in Romania right now. How many? Who else has been hit by a spouse or a significant other? Hi, Radu. I see you. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, these are these are areas that you really need to look at. You know, somebody whacks you in anger or somebody kicks something that endangers you, endangers themselves, endangers other people on the road. Let's just say uh, I, I was... Uh, <laughs> I was driving one time. I had a, a girlfriend with me. This was back in like the, the late 80s. And uh, we're driving along Interstate Freeway 101. And we're going about 65 miles an hour. And I don't, I think that's like 70 or 75 kilometers an hour, KPH. And, uh, this was before I was doing any Kundalini work with anybody. And, you know, we were kind of having a conversation that was uh, slightly comical, slightly just kind of, you know, just small talk. That's But I said something that she didn't like. And she reached over and she grabbed my arm and she bit me on my arm like a full mouth bite you know she got a, <laughs> she got a good bite there and uh and i was driving the car <laughs> and i just i couldn't believe it it was almost my my hand was almost automatic and i backhanded her so hard in the face that she didn't speak to me for the rest of the day <laughs> and she couldn't understand why I did that, right? She couldn't understand the danger she was putting everybody into, the people on the road we're driving next to, myself, herself. She just, you know, because she's, she wasn't driving at the time. So she didn't compute how driving like that could, could, could endanger someone. And so in a sense, she was innocent, you know, uh, uh, but she wasn't innocent of knowing to, <laughs> biting me for something I said was maybe not the most appropriate response. But I forgave her. I forgave her almost instantly, but she didn't forgive me very fast at all. You know, she she determined that she was going to punish me for for, you know, being all of a sudden I was an abuser. I yes, I, I turned into an abuser because of that and these days you know these days if that were to happen today you know back in the late 80s it wasn't a big deal you know people you know people didn't even really say the word abuser at all and you know at least not anywhere near as much as they do today today with social media and you know the stigmatism of being an abuser uh really can can hurt you can really go a long long ways as i know so well because i've been accused of it so many times uh, unjustly but yeah uh and and alan is correcting you so it says i stand corrected i've gotten a handle on my road range well that's that's a good you know really i don't want to take anything away from you alan i think that is a really 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 good thing really good thing and i and I honor your work on those in those areas. I wish other people would work in those areas too. Uh, 
Mehdi Nasri says, whenever I think I reached a new level of emotional control, there is always something that pushes another button. So I try to be always attentive. It is definitely not easy to always be on guard. Well, this is true. This is true. And you need to be on guard for this. You need to look at your responses. Uh, you need to figure out different ways to incorporate uh, a, a new level of response. Ian says, when attempting to heal through childhood trauma, I strived a lot to forgive, but it was only when I could see they were caught up in the perpetual momentum of ancestral ancestral dysfunctioning patterning handed to them that I realized the resentment uh, lesson. Well, yeah, yeah. If you know the source of a person's uh, mistreatment of you, it's easier to forgive them. Pedophilia is something that is highly inappropriate and incredibly unforgivable, right? And yet when you look at pedophiles, you realize that a pedophile has been abused, you know, by whoever was in charge of them. You know, they didn't wake up one day and just go, oh, God, I feel like abusing children. They themselves typically were abused. And they pass on that abuse to each and every victim that they that they uh, interact with. Okay, so like here in the in the West in California, the Catholic priests are well known for their pedophilia, and uh, they don't just have you know they don't just have pedophilia with one child. They'll have pedophilia with forty or fifty children, or more, and each one of those children will have an opportunity if they become emotionally dysfunctional because of it to carry on the disease of pedophilia. It's a spiritual disease. Okay. So, yeah. You can understand that, you know, I mean, it's still, it's going to be difficult for a parent to forgive somebody who, who traumatized their child that way, but you're going to have to anyway. You're going to have to figure out a way to forgive unless you want it to stick to you. You don't want to have these these terrible, terrible entities that come with such trauma, that come with such trauma to stick with you. And they can stick with you for your life until you resolve the issue within yourself. Very important to understand that. Until you involve until you resolve the issue within yourself, these entities are just waiting for an opportunity to help you fall into levels of revenge, levels of rage, levels of retribution, uh, all kinds of different scenarios. And and with severe things like pedophilia, you know, they typically want to just kill the person. You know, just, just end the life. So it's important for you to, to take the steps that not that doesn't allow you to, to go into these areas. And the best step to take is through forgiveness. And, and of course, uh, 
you know, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Certainly not going to be easy. You know, and you can blame it on the ancestral dysfunctioning patterning that's been handed to them, you know, as Ian suggests. You know, but it's not always the case. Sometimes they're just assholes. Seriously. Sometimes they are just being mean and they enjoy being mean. You know, I've seen people do some of the worst things, atrocious things to animals, to other people. And I've always wondered, how could they do that? How can they be so emotionally lame to torture those animals that way, to torture another human being that way? How can they be so heartless? And yet they are. They are. And so not everybody uh, has ancestral patterning that is dysfunctional. Lots of people do. But not everyone does. And it's important to realize that, that yes, uh, you know, there is going to be, you know, what, what another person calls ancestral dysfunctioning patterning is also called karma. Another word for karma. Okay. Uh, karma that you have earned uh, before you took the body. It's important to realize that. Um, ancestral dysfunctioning, you know, it, the ancestors, you know, had had been inappropriate in some way and, and uh, inappropriate to our society, to our civilization, to our way of thinking, but probably not to theirs, unless, of course, you know, they were just people that were doing bad things. And that also is a, is a very strong possibility. So you need to be able to walk this talk of forgiveness. You can't just dance around it. You can't just walk away from the blockage when it presents itself to you. And it will present itself to you. And, you you know, you can just, like, ignore it. You can ignore the, the, uh, the situation that, you know, You can ignore it and, and not respond, kind of like, kind of just put it out of your memory. And that's not a bad way, but it's not forgiveness either. It's not true forgiveness. Okay, it's, but it's close and it gives you some free time to just kind of consider it. You're not falling into rage. You're not falling into revenge. You know, you're not, you know, cussing Magali out because she keeps giant bugs in the corner of her room okay she, so, so you're not going into you know any kind of a of a angry response and that gives you time and so that's one technique where you can just turn off your emotional response to whatever occurred now as alan uh, mentions with road rage it's difficult because everything's happening very quickly with road rage everything is happening extremely fast with road rage when you're going 65 miles an hour and you're on the freeway you're going to see those people you'll see maybe you'll see their face unless their windows are tinted you know and and you know you'll give them the finger or you'll give them a bad face or you'll you know the worst cases are when you like swerve to cut in front of them because they they cut you off 
you know, you, <laughs> or you you speed up so they can't get on the freeway, basically forcing them off of the road. Uh, you know, these are very, very, very dangerous responses to to selfishness, and which is what a lot of road rage is about. So you need to understand this. You need to understand how this is really uh, set up for you to respond to. Road rage is an excellent opportunity to work in these areas. But also the situations that come within tight enclosed spaces like cars. You know, having, can you imagine having a severe argument with someone in a car while you're traveling distances like I had with, with Adrian, that her name was Adrian, the woman who bit me on the arm, you know, as I had with Adrian, you know, and she's biting me on the arm and I'm going 65 miles an hour and, you know, things are happening really, really fast. And you don't have a lot of time to think about your response. In my case, I needed to have her stop biting my arm so that I could steer the car. Okay. And at that time I was driving a stick shift. So I also, I was I pretty sure I was in fifth gear going 65, but it was an impediment to the driving process that was really, really, really bad. And so when you're having road rage, things happen very, very fast. Uh, when you're sitting in an apartment or in your flat and, you know, you guys have space, you have room, somebody can go to the bathroom and just chill for a little bit or to the kitchen or wherever, you know, that's a different story. But when you're in a car, in a, in a very small enclosed space, that's when you really need to put this to work. Because your life may depend on it. Now, this, this car that kundalini arranged for me to get uh, a couple years ago it's a pontiac vibe and with the slightest press of your finger on the sheet metal outside you can put a dent in the car it is so fragile i feel like i'm driving uh, a car made out of eggshells with it and uh, you can only imagine what that would happen. What would if you were in an accident type of a car? I mean, serious, serious damage. So you want to make sure that that you're doing what Alan Powell is doing, and work on that road rage. Work on the road rage. Uh, just I just got a sign that says my my internet is not uh, happening too well. Is this true? Is everybody hearing what I'm saying? Give me a thumbs the, the up. The sound was a little bit gone, but now it's okay again. Oh, man. I guess I'll have to do something else here. Is everybody hearing what I'm saying about road rage? I'm trying to say it in different ways so that you get it. Yes, I heard it all. Thank you, Bruno. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you know, when you're driving in France and you're you're driving around the Arc de Triomphe circle, you know, it can get pretty dicey. Um, and so I want to know from Magali if she is working on these areas because, you know, she's in France right now. <laughs> so 
tell tell me if it's happening for you, Magali. When the internet allows. Um, I t I don't think I have a lot of uh, road rage. Personally, it's not it's not a uh, it's not something I've experienced a lot. I have other faults, but I don't think I have a lot of road rage. So. Well, that's good to hear. Good to hear, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth says. Elizabeth says, I recently forgave someone who did not apologize. I do not wish this person ill, but I have removed my presence. And did you do that out of revenge, Elizabeth? She's like, no. Forget them. Forget them. I'm not going to. I I I am not going to stand here and take this kind of abuse. Nope, it wasn't like that at all. I send them, you know, I wish them well. I really do. I can hear it in your voice. I wish them well. <laughs> None of this is easy. None of this is easy. Um. It's just it's it's difficult all the way around, um, especially inside of relationships. Let's see. She says, uh, "This is Elizabeth. I recently forgave something who someone who did not apologize. I do not wish this person ill, but I have removed my presence. It has caused me to see a pattern in my life and work on myself, so that I am no longer attracting this type of pattern." So there you go. There you go. That's a good plan there. I think. Uh, Ian says, have heard you loud and clear. No problem. We are hearing clearly. Thank you, everybody. Uh, okay, good. It's kind of weird, but it's good. It's good. So I want you to really look at this idea of forgiveness. And I want you to think of a time when you were violently, physically attacked. Has anyone here never, ever been violently physically attacked? Have you never had somebody come up and bonk you on the head or, you know, hit you on the arm or the shoulder? Or... Give me a thumbs up if you've never been attacked physically in your life. And so far, I'm not seeing any thumbs. So I, I think everybody has had this kind of an experience. Oh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth has never been, well, we're going to have to fix that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> so, so that's good. That's good. But for the rest of us, you know, we've had that experience where somebody has, you know, really poked us hard. And it's important. It's important to understand what caused it, and how you resolve it without falling into levels of revenge or retribution. It's really important because you can't move forward if you allow somebody else's action of a negative quality to influence the rest of your life. And it will. 
It will influence the rest of your life if you allow it. And you don't want to allow it. You don't want to allow it to do that. And sometimes it just takes time, too. Sometimes you just, you feel the rage and you need to just be with that for a little bit and just let it slowly calm down. Try to be alone. Try to be alone with it. Try to work through. Let your Shakti come in. Let her help you. Let her talk with you. Let her give you different uh, response act, uh, opportunities. It's important. And she will. She will reach into you and she will help you uh, find a, a balm of healing for whatever it was that transpired for you. A balm of healing. It's important, ladies and gentlemen. This is important. This goes everything from, from irritating people on a flight that you're with to... Uh, as we mentioned extensively here, road rage to uh, terminating a relationship to uh, quitting your job because your, your boss isn't treating you correctly or the way you expect to be treated. Uh, all different areas of life uh, concern these problems. This is the medium of negativity. This is the medium of negativity. This is where all the negative entities, the corruption-based entities will come forward and try to dominate your thinking and your feeling. They will try to dominate your emotional awareness and they will try to twist it into very specific ways that cause you more and more pain. So it's very, very important that you don't allow that to occur. A lot of you are well on your way, uh, on your path within Kundalini, but you haven't worked on these areas. You're having phenomena. You're having uh, uh, some really good things happen to you that you know is based in your Kundalini. You're having some really good progress happen to you because of your Kundalini, but you're not working on these areas because you don't have to. You're not being forced by having something hurtful happen to you. So you're not working on it. Okay. Now, if you're like Alan Powell and other people who consciously begin to work on these practices, they know us as like, Alan may have thought, it's like, man, I got to stop lifting my finger at these people. <laughs> it's, not, it's not doing me any good. It's not doing them any good. This just isn't, you know, this is not a good thing that, that's going to continue to happen. So I'm going to stop doing it. So he gets a bell for that. Okay. I'm going to stop doing that. Um But how about when it's within a relationship? How about when, when it's within a job? How easy is it to forgive a person that you have to come back and see every single day because that's your job? You have to work right next to them. You have to work with them. 
What if they come to work drunk? Okay. Let's just say they come to work drunk and you're dealing with uh, various dangerous chemicals. That one small misstep and people are getting burned or gassed with chemicals. What about that? Then you have to help them correct the mistakes that they're making because they're drunk. They've come to work inebriated. Okay, putting everybody at risk, the entire team. And part of your responsibility, if you can do it without going into retribution or, or revenge, is to report that person to the boss, to the supervisor. This guy's drunk. Okay. But you have to really, really be careful about how you do this so that you don't yourself fall into areas of retribution or revenge. Even though you're feeling it sometimes. So these are areas where you're in direct challenge with grace. And you need to recognize it. This is why I'm, I'm devoting so much time for it right now. If you're inside of the anger and the revenge and the retribution, you're just, you're falling backwards. All the, all the, uh, the uh, progress that you have made, you're walking back on that progress. You're, you're erasing that progress from yourself, or at least from that aspect of yourself. You may have developed certain levels of discipline. You may have developed certain levels of uh, tying into spirit, knowing what your kundalini wants you to do, why it wants you to do certain things. But if you're falling into retribution and revenge, you're falling off of your progress. You need to really work on this every day. Every day. Who have I forgiven today? I'm sure there are people that have messed with you in some way. Okay. So, so who have I forgiven today? Bruno writes, he says, Master, so it seems it is an almost universal aspect of the Kundalini path to have grace eventually arrange situations that are purposefully hurtful and unfair so that you are forced to work in these areas. That is correct. And I'm going to read that again for everybody else. That's a, you, you wrote it out very well, Bruno. It seems it is an almost universal aspect of the Kundalini path to have grace eventually arrange situations that are purposefully hurtful and unfair so that you are forced to work in these areas. Absolutely true. Thank you for writing it out so succinctly, uh, Bruno. Let's just say that things will be arranged for you. Issues will be arranged for you. Okay. Scenarios will be arranged for you. And they may be forecasted. Now, what I mean by forecasting is that you will get warnings about this. You may feel certain 
deteriorations in in relationships with people that you're not going to forget about. You're not going to, you know, uh, but you may see certain deteriorating uh, interactions with others that are telegraphing or forecasting uh, a nasty experience coming your way. And so it's going to depend on how well you're able to forgive the areas that are being forecasted to you. Uh, so in a way, Kundalini is giving you a glimpse into a future difficult situation that you haven't experienced yet. So it's a future premonition. Okay, so you might see, you know, within a certain relationship, uh, arguments happening where they wouldn't have happened before. Um, situations develop where judgment is being made against you or you're making a judgment against somebody else where that had not happened before. You may look at your levels of expectation within a relationship that are not being fulfilled and you may start to focus on that. You may start to be going, well, she's not doing that. She's not doing this. We discussed this. <laughs> you can just feel the, the temperature going up. <laughs> so it's important for you to understand that you're going to get warned. Typically. A warning will occur. Typically. Okay. You just have to be astute enough and aware enough to see it coming as it comes so that it doesn't build into a huge explosion. And if it does build into a, a huge explosion, well, you can kind of see how things are going. Within Kundalini, we want to really be able to tame our expectations of others. Okay. Uh, you have to really begin to control your expectations that you have with other people. You have to control that. How you expect them to behave in a certain way, how you behave, how you expect them to relate to you within those behaviors. You have to curb or to control your expectations on other people. If you have very few expectations that a person uh you know there's there's less of an opportunity for conflict it's important it's important to realize that so let's just say you're alexander and you're delivering the mail and you know at at uh 1065 walnut avenue the lady always comes out and gives you cookies and lemonade whenever you deliver the mail there she's She's always, every day, she's out there standing. She's waiting to, to give you cookies and lemonade as you deliver her mail. And then all of a sudden, she stops. Oh, my God. Where are my cookies and lemonade? It's, it's a very Pavlovian type of scenario. And you just, you know, you want to take a step back 
and not have those expectations, even though every time, you know, in the past you've done that, well, she's there and she's done that. Not every time will people follow through on your expectations. And if they don't follow through on your expectations, there's no need to be concerned. People are different every day. They are different. And it's important for you to understand that they are different every day. You know, she she may have heard some bad news or she may be sick in bed or whatever it may be. Uh, you have to <laughs> Najmi says when I have wireless headphones uh, go there she says when I have wireless headphones zoom all the time kicks me out I don't know how it was related but it is working with my wire headphones well I'm not wireless at all except my internet connection right now going off the phone instead of the internet company uh, here's the reason why i'm doing this today is i'll be moving from this location soon and i'll be moving out into the middle of nowhere seriously seriously the middle of nowhere um here let me see if i can put a picture on the uh on the uh chat room here let's see I may not be able to. Yeah. So I will be in the middle of no and where. Okay. Nowhere. <laughs> and, and I won't have the opportunity to, to have wireless or to, to have wired uh, internet, which is really, you know, the, the best kind for these types of meetings. So trying to get used to using my phone for these meetings. And uh, so far, it's not working out so well. But maybe with a different platform, say like Google Play or whatever it is we decide on, um, it'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll be better. And Alan Powell, to tell people that wireless headphones send a signal through your brain uh, negates the 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 fact that there are so many signals going through your brain right now that are that are not of your brain like television signals radio signals internet signals uh shortwave longwave signals there are lots of even radar signals are coming through you when they point the radar, radar gun at you. So, yeah, I'm not going to worry about wireless headphones. However, I won't suggest that you hold your phone up next to your head either. So there's that. But anyway, uh, so you got to look at your expectations of how other people respond, how they act around you, and release some of those expectations. Now you can have the expectation that somebody shouldn't somebody shouldn't hurt you or kill you. That's not a bad expectation to have. <laughs> so, you know, but if somebody does hurt you or surprises you, um, then we got to go back to what we were originally talking about is 
to to be forgiving as quickly as you can, especially if the situation calls for it, like road rage or having an, an altercation inside of a, a very tightly closed uh, vehicle. So it's important. Bruno says, supposedly the Starlink internet module works really well almost anywhere. Well, really? And how much is that, I wonder? I wonder. That's right, I forgot about Elon Musk. So yeah, yeah, we have to research that and see if that can be used. But anyway, so, so so this recording may be very very fragmented. Um, Christina, the lady that does the uh, that uploads it onto uh, the the podcast, she'll have to look into it. Ian says, "Have to run now." Thank you for this call, everyone. Love to you all and to you, Ian, and to you. Um, any questions, comments, concerns that you'd like to make about this? subject if you can put it on the chat room because the sound quality is not too good here coming back all right all right well um bruno i'll be looking into the starlink uh, internet module and seeing how that how much that costs and you know if i can afford it and from there, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and if it does work, then I'll use it and we can get back to these programs. Remember, please, once again, to send me your preferred platform of choice for a continuation of these programs. They will all uh, end up on Spotify. Okay, they will all end up on Spotify, so... So go ahead and uh, send me those those suggestions, and I will, like I said, I'll take the majority, and uh, we'll go there and see how it works. In the meantime, have a beautiful, beautiful day, and uh, I look forward to having some more interactions with you. Uh, if I have to, I'll come back to Zoom again, but I'm doing my best to avoid Zoom because of their their. Uh, their new uh, uh, rules of how they can use everything that we say and anything that we say in any way they want. All right, everybody. Thank you for coming, and I'll see you next week, possibly. Bye-bye.